God wants us to grasp how amazing and comprehend how incredible, how revolutionary and how significant and how countercultural the church is. Now we are part of something that is incredibly amazing. Um, some people have said that the church is the hope of the world. The church of Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. And sometimes we need an illustration to help us grasp how amazing the church is and how significant the church is and how wonderful the church is. And 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12 just gives us an incredible illustration. So I'm going to read it out and then we'll unpack it a little bit. Paul says, you can, easy, you can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, and no, but no matter how many parts you can name, you are still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptised. Each of us is now part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We have something larger, more comprehensive. Verse 14, I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to the body, would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head. Would you want to remove it from your body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, you see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. But also I want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For, um, no, for no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body. Now, that would actually be a Hollywood monster movie, wouldn't it? But it wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body, but many parts each its proper size and in its proper pace, place. No part is more important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you, or head telling foot, you're fired, your job has been phased out? 
So I want to talk a little bit about the body as we look at our own body. You are the body. And each part, each one of you is part of it. Now, I don't know about you. Has anybody ever come up to you and said, how big's your church? And you say, oh, maybe we're about 100 people. Actually, the body of Christ is 2.8 billion people. That's the body. And we are, as a local expression, part of the body. Now, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ this morning, you are part of the body. And Paul, in these verses in 1 Corinthians 12, is saying, each one of you is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. So both as an individual part of a local expression of the body, you are absolutely necessary. And CCK, as a local church in Plumstead, is absolutely necessary in terms of the global body. We have a significant part to play in Jesus's global church of 2.8 billion people alive on the planet right now. We're all necessary. And in these verses, Paul is saying, nobody in the body can say they are superior to another part of the body. And he's also saying that nobody in the body can say, I am inferior to another part of the body. Visibility in the body doesn't make someone more significant. Visibility in the body does not make someone over other parts of the body or better than another part of the body or more than another part of the body. Each of you is part of the body. Now I'm repeating it. It's so important that you see your significance and who you are. And Paul is saying in this verse, our great significance, value and worth is about the fact we are part of something that is hugely globally significant. We are the hope of the world. And so like our bodies, it's made up of lots of different parts diverse functions. Some parts of the body are hidden. Some parts of the body are prominent. Like we don't really think about our stomach, do we? Unless we're hungry right now, we might be starting to think about our stomach. But we don't really think about our stomach. And But it's working all the time, digesting, getting the food into our system. It's hidden. But how many times do we wake up and and look in the mirror and say, I'm thankful for my stomach. Some are hidden and some parts are prominent. Some are limbs, some are organs, some are cells. And all these parts, diverse parts, hand, feet, eyes, ear, stomach, liver. You guys who work for the NHS, you, 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 you know all this. Some of us can only remember from kindergarten, hand, you know, hands, nose, ears, feet, that song, you remember? And all these parts are functioning in perfect order and unity. And part of playing our part is believing that you are absolutely essential in the body. 
It's not mind over matter. I've got to tell myself I'm essential. You are essential because the Bible says you are. You are part of the body of Christ. He called you out individually and then he placed you in his body to play a part. You have a piece to contribute. You have something to participate. He says in those verse, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The foot cannot say to, the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. So we could never say to one another, you are redundant, unnecessary, insignificant, unneeded, because that's just not true. And we don't look at other people and say, I'm more significant than you in compassion, in comparison because that's not true either. Rather, I could say to you, I need you. I need you. And you could look at me and say, I need you too. Or you could look at the person on the screen on the left and the right and the below and above and say, I need you. I can't function without what you carry to me. You are fundamental to me and I to you too. So your gifts, your personality, your history, your, your, your story, Paul says in, in Ephesians, the body is all the time supplying grace. That's divine God capacity to do the things of God and that's flowing from one another. We grow in maturity by our interaction with one another. And maturity could be described as what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, maturity is to love. Maturity is sacrificial, giving, love is kind, patient, believing. And we need one another in this. All its many parts form one body. So the Christian church is radically different from so much of what we see around us. We hear a lot about being independent and isolated, but the church is this interdependent thing where we need one another. Now, if the foot should say to the hand, because I'm not the hand, I do not belong to the body, that's ridiculous. My hand can't wake up in the morning and say, <laughs> I'm going solo. You know, this is, you know, I'm going out on my own. I don't need you. It's ridiculous. No part of the body can function without another part of the body. We're all interdependent. The kidneys need the other parts. The liver needs, the head needs, the hands need, the toes need. They're all connected and they all need one another. In fact, we could go as far as to say that individualism, which is the preoccupation with myself, isolating myself is actually a war against God's design that God designed humanity to work out its salvation in community in connection with other people there is the necessity of diversity in the body even so the body is not made up of one part but of many so there's unique function that just simply cannot work in isolation from something else. Paul talks about in Ephesians that Jesus is the head of the body. 
Jesus is head of the body, the church. And so Jesus, what he does, he talks about in Ephesians 4, he supplies the body with equipment. He supplies the body with equipment so the body can get on with its work. And so he describes some of that equipment as pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, apostles. He supplies the body with gifts of leadership so that the body can be activated so that the body can grow in maturity so that the body can supply grace to one another so the body can work together so that it's not just one part of the body supplying everything that the body needs the supply of grace and strength and encouragement and wisdom is flowing from one to another all the time it's individuals with their uniqueness and their unique calling capacity grace anointing flowing to one another that's how the body grows up so what jesus is revealing in the earth is actually his body that's why unity is so important that's why jesus prayer in john 17 i pray that they might be one as we are one that great prayer of jesus for unity is so that the world looks on and doesn't see multiple different denominations but sees a unified body i pray that they are one that 2.8 billion people following jesus loving one another loving the world would actually turn the world upside down but in the body of christ right now sometimes we have a preoccupation with the singular gift um, that the world is going to be turned down upside down by a particular capacity of one or two anointed individuals and uh, one or two people are going to shine and then the world is going to hear about jesus but jesus talks much more about a family a body interdependence multiple gifts multiple anointings working together as a perfect unified uh, uh, thing and i think that's one of the great things that's come out of uh, a lockdown for us as a local church and we've written a letter and it's going to come out to you um in the next few days next few uh, hopefully next few days but i want to read you a little bit from it because um and then i'll just uh, end with this so this is a letter that we're just kind of reflecting on what's god been doing where are we going those kind of things 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Whilst we are not thankful for the virus, we are thankful for what we have observed in our life together as a local church. You have stepped up, you have stepped out and been bold. The weekly Zoom has given us so much to be grateful for and appreciate. So many gifts have emerged. This medium, Zoom, has given us an opportunity to experience the body working together in new and unique ways. It is very obvious that CCK is very rich in terms of pastoral, evangelistic, prophetic, teaching, apostolic and healing gifts and so many other ones i could talk about as well hospitality mercy gifts so much grace exists 
amongst us. And so one of the keys we've looked at in the last few weeks is the simplicity of being in love with Jesus and letting Jesus simply love us. The simplicity of trusting what he says and putting more and more of our weight personally and corporately on who he is and what he's promised to do. The other way, the other key revelation is that it's the body, that it's the body, it's the different ones of us working together in in harmony and in unity that actually is going to turn the world upside down. That there's individual things that we're going to do, there's individual callings, anointings and purposes and dreams and those things dovetail together so that the body is more equipped to show Jesus off and to glorify Jesus. It's a body that Jesus is building, not just one or two particular types of gifts, but a body that works together and functions together, interdependent, bringing strength and grace to one another. It's a body that's going to love the world so well. It's a body that Jesus is building, made up of various parts working together. That's always been Jesus' strategy, a body, not just one or two anointed people, but a whole group of people who, without any comparison, performance, competition, perfectionism, serve one another in love, in sacrifice, giving it away so that others can go further and higher. So we thank you, Jesus, for your great wisdom that you're building your church a body, that you're calling people out to belong to something that's amazing, that's revolutionary, that's significant, that's countercultural, and it's like our body. Even right now, there's breathing going on. We don't even think about it. Our lungs are working. Our brain is working. Our body is working. Blood is flowing through. 